Welcome to Latina Leading Diversity. On this podcast, my featured guests and I seek to inspire others by focusing on diversity-related topics such as DEI in business, supplier diversity, diverse hiring, as well as more. I'm your host, Angelique Alvarez, Head of Supplier Diversity and Inclusion at ATR International. We're a woman-owned, diversity-certified recruiting firm headquartered in the heart of Silicon Valley. Hello, I am Laura Curtin, Vice President of ATR International for Sales and Strategy. Very happy today to be with Angelique Alvarez, our Head of Supplier Diversity and Inclusion, and we are interviewing a very special guest Deepa's with us. She's a director of global supply chain planning at Boston Scientific. And we're going to talk a little bit about her as a powerhouse woman leader in the workplace. So that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Angelique to give a quick intro, and then we'll start some questions. Thank you for joining us, Angelique, head of diversity at ATR. Happy to be on this podcast with Deepa and Laura. Deepa, thanks so much for, for taking the time really, you know, out of your schedule to talk with us and share your inspiring story. You know, for those not familiar with you, I'd love for you to share, you know, a little bit about your background. Angelique and Laura, thank you so much for uh, having me today. The pleasure's all mine. So going back to my uh, story, I was uh, born and raised in a very traditional Southern Indian family in uh, in Bangalore. And uh, I was born into a family of engineers and doctors. So education was always a priority at the same time. I was always told, okay, you have to become either an engineer or a doctor and then get married. So it was, um, you know, uh, growing up, it was a lot of confusing thoughts, but uh, education was definitely uh, forefront. My dad was a mechanical engineer. Um, uh, He had a mechanical engineering degree and uh, he was also an industrialist. So um, I was always inspired by him uh, in some shape or form. I also wanted to impress him always. And um, it was very natural for me to uh, take up engineering. And I always thought that uh, I'll get an engineering degree and I'll run my dad's business. So I took up a bachelor's in industrial engineering. Um, It was not something very common for women to take at that time. Industrial engineering was fairly new. Uh, And honestly, the only reason I took up industrial engineering was because it was close to mechanical engineering. And my family was already upset that I was getting into a field that was that had barely any women in it. And I thought, okay, industrial engineering may be a little better. So I was here taking up industrial engineering where we were hardly four or five girls in a class of 40 boys. And uh, my mom almost cried. There was a lot of drama in my house because they literally thought I was done with my career. Uh, But yeah, um, I was very passionate about it. I went into it uh, assuming that I'm going to go run my dad's business. But that did not really happen, um, unfortunately. Uh, My dad's business did not really run well. And um, I was uh, sat thinking, what should I do next? And that's when I decided I wanted to get my master's in industrial engineering in USA. That was another drama because that doesn't happen. How can a girl who's like 18 or 19 go by herself uh, to United States without getting married? How is that even possible? I was the first one in my entire family to be doing that. Anyway, somehow I convinced my parents and um, I was 
definitely breaking a lot of stereotypes when I decided to pursue my master's in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Nobody had heard about it. Everyone was wondering what I'm going to do. But here I am. I landed in Michigan many years ago now with two bags, lots of dreams, and I have never returned since. So it's been a great journey. I love your story, Deepa. What, how amazing for your family just to watch you and see you break barriers and years later watch you rise up the ranks. That is so powerful. I bet your dad is proud. You said you wanted to make him proud. I hope he is. Absolutely. <laughs> and really, I mean, it just shows how fearless you are, you know, to, to put yourself in a male-dominated, you know, role. So congratulations on all of your success, which we will definitely get into. Um, I'd love to know, you know, when in starting your journey and, and moving to the U.S. Uh, to pursue your career, you know, what, what obstacles did you face in your role or in tech? You know, like I said, industrial engineering or mechanical engineering was not really common for women to take up uh, when I took it up. Um, And when I came here, it was still not too many women. Uh, In fact, when I started my master's, I was one among the very few women and probably the only South Asian female in the entire class. So very, very, you know, few, few people of my um, uh, background. So that was starting, um, you know, that itself was a big change, right? I mean, I was getting into this this industry, which I had no idea about. Honestly, when I was getting, I, I, when I st- took industrial engineering, I did not know what my future held because I was, uh, when I came into the United States, I was thrown into so many, it was a big change. Uh, there was so much happening. My goal was one day at a time. Uh, let me excel in my master's and then I'll think about what the next step should be. I had a lot of different things that I was facing. One was I was from a different country with a different accent, looked different. I was trying to understand people who spoke different accent, um, whose culture was very different. So I was trying to uh, get assimilated to all these different things that was going on around me. Initially, it was very hard uh, to let everyone know that how serious I was about my job. I started out in a, in a plant. So again, uh, same thing. One, I was one of the kind and, and it was really getting difficult for me to convince people to take me seriously. Uh, but I stayed focused. Uh, I, I was, my goal was to excel in everything that I did. Um, I, I believe in three three C's, uh, competency, consistency, and communication. So I focused on those three. Competency being constantly keep learning, be the best at what you do, not just in a generalistic way, but really focused on whatever that, that job that you're doing. So I also focus on learning every day, uh, consistently deliver results. Uh, you, it's not enough if you just deliver the results one day, but consistently keep getting better and being able to communicate. And that was, I think, the, the, the communication is a, the one piece which is very important. You could, you could be competent, you could be consistent, but if you're not communicating that you're doing, um, it's, it's of no good. So I try to concentrate on those three C's and, and surely, steadily, slowly, I grew in what I was doing. And I started to learn better what I was attracted to and what made me tick and what where I want to be so that's powerful Deepa I think that you really shine in knowing yourself I think 
it, it sounds like it could be easy to just be intimidated in a situation like that, but you really just put your head down. You were focused and you won people over because of your competency, because of being consistent and communicating. That's a huge piece too. When you, um, when you talk about the communicating piece, what specifically, I was curious, do you mean, do you mean updating people, emails, telling them what you're doing projects or, or what, what advice do you have there? It, it means you're, the people you're co collaborating with, your manager, um, whoever you're partnering with, being able to communicate in a precise way. In the power of communicating in less than 10 words, it's something that we all need to start uh, you know, working on. Uh, sometimes we use really long sentences and, and we convolute things. And um, I focused on how do I communicate what I'm doing in very simple words? How wow. do I communicate to my manager that this is the output of the project? I went above and beyond, or I gave you whatever I promised you, or I did worse than what I promised you. It's okay. We'll not always be successful in, in every single project that we take on, but it's important to be able to communicate and let your manager know you did better just hanging there or worse than what you thought. And how will you get better? Uh, that, that itself makes a difference. And I, and anybody I mentor and coach today, I always tell them this, that focus on your communication, especially if you're coming from a different country. Um, I come, you know, like, uh, like I said, I come from India. So English was not a new language for me. I was, you know, raised in English. I was studied in an English medium school. Everything in India is in English. So it was not that hard for me to, you know, communicating. But, but it's still difficult because coming from a different culture, the way you talk, the way you converse in India may be completely different from the way you do it here. So it's, you have to relearn and rethink. And that becomes very important for people who come from different countries where English is not their first language. So putting that extra effort on communication is very important. Very helpful. Yeah, and you know, communication, I mean, really that's the core of relationships, right? It's the core of building relationships and, you know, building trust within teams, within your colleagues, you know, um, within, you, you know, whether it's a customer, so that's great advice. I think that's great that you have. I think I think we all need to have the the three things that we go by. I think that's something that is helpful for everyone. And also just your journey, you know, coming to Michigan and it actually sits so close to home for ATR. You know, our, our founder came from another country. Our founder came to Michigan as an engineer. And, and you know, there's so much success. I mean, such a stepping stone. I guess Michigan holds a special place to both ATR and to you, Deepa. So, so thank you for sharing that. As you mentioned, as we mentioned, you've come a long way uh, to become, you know, who you are in your role. So you're the director of global supply chain planning at Boston Scientific. Um, what initiatives, you know, are, do you have that you're doing, you know, especially for, for multicultural women? I started in Boston Scientific a year and a half ago, and I have been so impressed with the focus and attention that Boston Scientific has towards multicultural women uh, in specific. Um, one thing um, that I do want to mention here is uh, we have multiple uh, employee resource groups uh, in uh, Boston Scientific. One of them is uh, the Women's Network. 
And uh, under the Women's Network, they also started a new pillar called the Multicultural uh, Women's Network, mainly to focus on what are the needs uh, for these multicultural women? How do we make sure that they are um, progressing in their career? What are their needs and how are their needs different from women who are born and brought up here? And, and it is different, right? I mean, um, like I said, when you come from a different country, there are multiple different things that, you know, language, the culture, the celebrations, the food, everything is different. So they are accommodating to a lot of new things here in the U.S. And how do we make sure that they are successful here? They may have a great pedigree, but along with that, uh, it's also how do we uh, learn to network? How do we understand the culture of the company? So all that is so important. And as a result, this multicultural ne uh, women's network was formed. We are still in the infancy stage, but I'm leading that e ERG, uh, if you call, if you can call it, Employee Resource Group for Boston Scientific. And um, something that we are focusing on is uh, basically three things. One is how do we improve the cultural competency of the leaders? And what do I mean by that? People like me, um, we are hiring all the time. We are building a team. So how do we make sure the leaders in the company are learning about these different cultures? How do we make them aware of these different cultures? What do they need to know? Um, there are so many nuances. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the saying that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I don't even remember who said that, but uh, it's so true. Uh, you could have the best strategy, but if you don't understand all these different cultures, it it is hard to work with people. So how do we make sure the leaders in the company are aware of these cultures? It's not easy. It's not something that's done in one day, but that's one pillar that we are focusing on. And the second pillar is professional development for the multicultural women. What are their needs? Is it English? Is it their communication? Is it written communication? Is it oral communication? Is it the networking skills? What is it that they need in order to progress in their career? Where do they wanna be in their career two years, five years and 10 years from now? And if they are actually delivering in their day-to-day -day tasks, how do we support them to get where they wanna get? If, they, if somebody wants to be a CEO and it's great, right? What are we doing to make sure that they get there? How are we supporting their needs? Of course, you have to execute at the end of the day. It's nothing comes easy. You have to be, excelling in what you do but for those women who are doing that and want to get to that next level let's support them last but not the least very important is celebrating those cultures so many festivals so many different kinds of food how do we get together and celebrate those big festivals for all these people who come from different countries um, so those are the three pillars that we are focusing on. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, but I'm excited uh, where we have started and, and I'm excited for the coming year uh, where we're going to roll out many of these initiatives. Thanks for going into that detail too. I think that would be really a huge thing for people even interested in working with Boston Scientific to, to hear what the employer resource groups are and to hear about the pillars and to hear about the inclusivity there. That's pretty amazing. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, it's been it's been a great journey for me at Boston Scientific for sure. And, and, you know, I haven't heard that 
know it actually until now. So thank you for sharing that. And it, it's one that I probably will not forget now. And so important for others to really think about that when it comes to building teams and you know, building culture within a company, right? You have different cultures coming to a company, but then you have the culture of the company. And what is that bringing to the melting pot of individuals who are coming from, you know, different countries, um, you know, for, for the main goal of the success of the company, right? So, so that's exciting. You know, I love that you're doing so much and, you know, congratulations on leading that and being in such a role to inspire women and to help women and mentor women. I mean, for women, it, it's so important to have a, a mentor, and to also, you know, mentor others and give back, you know, the knowledge that we have and gift that to others. Because I know that for myself, when you talk about being taken seriously in your in your career at some point, you know, I relate to that at some point, you know, many moons ago, I've been with ATR for 11 years. You know, I, I was younger, you know, and, and having to have those conversations and be taken seriously. And, you know, it takes practice. It takes, you know, continuous learning it takes a lot of that confidence to be able to sit and have those conversations and, and feel like it's being taken differently, you know, than, than a different point in your career. So, you know, I, I do connect with you when it comes to that. I love to, you know, if, if at all possible, you know, I love to talk about how organization, how, what you feel, how organizations can, you know, find and recruit women from diverse backgrounds. So I don't think there is, any company these days who do not talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, there's a lot of talk about it. Um, I do think a lot of companies go above and beyond. They do recognize that diversity of thought is important. If you have just the same kind of people in the room, you're going to get the same decisions and the same mm -hmm. output. That's not what we want. Competition is huge. If you're not developing a diverse blend of candidates in our company, we are at a big loss. So I think that's there. Um, again, there's a lot of talk about it, but we need to make progress. So how do we do that? Um, one, we have to be very intentional about it. I can give you an example. Um, in my previous company, uh, I was in a plant. Um, so generally in a plant, you know, you're, you're driving the forklifts, you're in the warehouse, especially in the shop floor, there's mostly men. And when, uh, whenever we went to hire, most of the times we would get men. And then I had to go back to my HR and say, you know what, even if my hiring gets delayed, it, I don't care. I want 50% resumes, men, 50% resumes, female. At the end of the day, we will give the job to the best candidate but we have to take a chance first. And don't tell me that you can't find the resumes because I'm sure there are there if you go look for it. Believe it or not, there was never a female forklift driver before that. And I got at least two or three. We went from around 98% um, men to 80%. It's not 50-50, but it's an improvement from where we were. Um, so we have to be intentional about it. We have to have metrics around it. And we definitely need to put more focus and attention on the mentoring, coaching, and sponsoring these multicultural diverse candidates in the company. Because that's something that I did not have for sure. Um, sometimes we take this term mentoring and coaching very loosely. But what's the point of mentoring and coaching if you're not able to sponsor the person, talk in front of a board and say, hey, this female or male can do their job, can excel in it, and they also deserve the next promotion. 
So people in power have to be able to do that. Um, and I totally believe that sponsoring is as important as mentoring and coaching. Um, so if I have to summarize being intentional around it, uh, going after hiring the multicultural talent, uh, setting up some metrics, mentoring, coaching, and sponsoring these multicultural talent is so key for the success. Thanks, Deepa. You know what I think of everything you shared? I think it's really a testament to you to promote women too, and you really driving that for the company. And then beyond that as well, you didn't just focus on women, you still combined fairness. You, you wanted to make sure that men had a seat at the table too. You wanted to pick the best candidate. So I think that's really inspiring and, and equitable as well. So thank you for sharing that example. Yeah, absolutely. I do think it's never about just one gender or one culture. We are best when we are diverse and that diverse can be men, women, you know, all kinds. And, and that's when we can excel in what we are doing. I'd like to really, you know, go back to sponsorships and, you know, something that we don't really discuss. And it's so true. I mean, you know, you can mentor someone, but if you're not sponsoring them and really advocating for them, I mean, I think it applies to individuals. It also applies to businesses. I mean, even for us, you know, there's one thing to have relationships, but for them to vouch for you and to be able to, I think it's all of our responsibility to really help one another and really vouch for someone and really I know I do, you know, I work with a lot of, you know, different minority owned businesses that, that are, that I have relationships with. And, and for me, when there's an opportunity, it's for me to say, Hey, this is someone that I think would be a great fit. Um, and, and that's why you build relationships, right? That's how you, you're able to say, Hey, you know, you build that true relationship and, and you're helping one another advance in their career. So that, that's very true. And I think that everyone needs to know the importance of not only mentoring and being mentored, but even what about even asking for that? I think, I think, what about when it comes to a mentor, you say that you're a mentor. I'd like to just go into that if that's okay. I feel that women don't always know how to ask for a mentor. Do you feel that there should be programs in place to, to set that up or how, you know, what advice would you give women who are seeking a mentor? Like, Hey, you know what? I, I could utilize a different, you know, a mentor in this area of my life, in this area of my life. What would your advice be for that? How did you get, did you have any mentors that, that you were able to learn from in your career? I've always had mentors all along the way. Uh, I think it's very important. Uh, I do think there's a lot of work that we need to do in the sponsorship piece. I feel like there's a big gap there. Sometimes we do mentor, but we don't sponsor and we have to be again, intentional about it. I have a slightly different take on uh, mentorship. Um, I, I do think, um, Mentorship is not just a one-way traffic, right? Uh, sometimes we focus so much on mentorship programs where the mentors start thinking that it's always a mentee's responsibility to go to them and ask them questions. I feel it's a two-way relationship. Um, the mentor always reaches out to you because they're so proud to be associated with you because you're such an excellent person in the organization. And, and um, it is... It is a relationship that you build over years and it's not just a touch and go. That's how I feel about it because your mentors have to become your sponsors because they 
trust in you. And I hope I have made all my mentors along the way very proud and they feel proud to call me as their mentee, uh, whoever has been associated with me. But that's how I feel. How does, it re- how does that relationship start? You will probably know somebody, you were working with somebody very closely and it starts off as an informal relationship. And then you start going to them whenever you have a question. You start uh, asking them for suggestions. Um, and along the way, they see your commitment, they see your execution, and it should go into sponsorship and they should be able to take you to the next level. And I also think that you know you don't really realize who your mentors are until you realize who your mentors have been. Like, yeah. like for myself, I mean, even Laura, you know, thank you, Laura, you've been a great mentor to me. I mean, I think it's not something that we've even discussed before, but you know, throughout the years of working with one another, you know, it, it's 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 really nice to have someone give you know share their experience and knowledge and really mentor you, which has helped me grow in my career. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> oh, Angelique, you've been a wonderful mentee, and I am your sponsor. <laughs> it's so nice to hear, right? And I am sure, Laura and Angelique, you don't sit and say that, hey, I'm your mentor or I'm your mentee and and talk about it that way. But you know, you know it internally that you're supporting each other. And that's how it should be. It should never be a one way street. I'll give you a very quick example. Uh, I've had two or three mentors that I can call out in my life, uh, including my dad, uh, who, who passed away a few years ago. Um, but I hope he is uh, very proud of me watching me from heaven. Uh, but the couple of mentors that I've had since I started out in, in the U.S., I'm still in touch with them. Um, my first mentor was a female who gave me the first job in Delphi Automotive Systems in Michigan. Um, I still talk to her. Um, my second mentor was in my previous company, Schneider Electric. I, I still have a close relationship. And today his daughter is doing his engineering and her engineering and and. I coach her when, whenever she wants to be, you know, when she has a question or two. That's the relationship I'm talking about. It's, it's never, it never ends when you leave a company. I do go back and ask questions if I still have questions, right? Um, so I think the men- mentor-mentee relationship has to be long-term and it's a give and take. The mentor should never feel that the mentee is the only one who has to always keep approaching them. Um, because both of them, it has to be a win-win situation. When I start feeling that it's a one-way traffic for me, I stop because then there's no value. It has, there has to be a mutual respect. That's how I feel. You go back to the third C, right? Communication. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that. <laughs> From everything, I think all of this information was so helpful for so many men and women. I mean, I I don't mean to just focus on women. I know that we've discussed a lot of that today, but, you know, we do want to be, we want to be fair to both genders, Uh, but I think this was an excellent conversation. I really enjoyed today. Yeah, Deepa, it was so nice of you even to share your time with us. I think you're a gift to the world and really learning um, how you've promoted women as well and diverse hiring and and retaining women within the organization. I mean, ATR International, we're a diverse certified company ourselves and we're a recruiting firm. So it's huge for us finding diverse candidates and submitting top talent who are diverse. So it really resonated when you were sharing about 50% women, 50% men, because we try to keep the playing field very equitable ourselves. We place a lot of female engineers ourselves and it's, it's exciting 
to really see the world changing, the landscape changing. It's not the way it was. And we're sort of pioneers in the forefront. And you're doing an incredible job yourself. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. The pleasure was mine. Uh, and uh, I'm glad that you're doing this. I'm glad you're reaching out to people to learn about their backgrounds, learn about their um, vision. And, and um, I am so happy to have participated in this uh, discussion today.